Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Certified Gold Diggers podcast, where we celebrate women building their own millions. I'm your host, Tina Lee Jones. And on today's show, we have a very prolific woman by the name of Joy Lynn Ross. Joy Lynn Ross is an author and coach who's written several book series, such as Still Divas and Forever Divas. She's written a children's book, The Secret Olivia Told Me, which was acquired by Scholastic Books and has sold almost 100,000 copies. In 2003, she became an Essence Magazine best-selling author. And get this, she's already booked for the Essence Festival in 2019. She's an expert at showing authors how to turn their book into a business, which is what she'll be teaching at her upcoming conference, Act Like an Author, Think Like a Business. Thank you so much for joining us on the Certified Gold Diggers podcast, Ms. Joy Lynn. Thank you for having me, Tina Lee Jones. I appreciate you so much, and I am ready to share literary gems and nuggets that your listeners can take with them and your viewers <laughs> and turn into profit. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm so excited. When I was doing my research on you, I was like, wow, she's like, she's really doing a lot of things. Got a lot to talk about. <laughs> so Jordan, first of all, Exactly how many books have you written? You've written so many. Did you lose count yet? I have pretty much lost count, especially, you know, with the, the books that I've actually ghostwritten. I probably have, and I always say because it's just easy, over 30, but I probably more have more like over 40 publications out there because I've written under so many different pen names. When I started, I wrote um, Women's Chick Lick and you know, some, some little erotica. So I had the women's chick lit. I had the erotica and I wrote those under Joylyn M. Jostle. Then, you know, I had to, you know, pull out my hood card. So I wrote some street <laughs> lit, some urban lit, you know, under the name Joy, J-O-Y, you know, just Joy, like 50 cent, you know, it's one uh -huh. for the hood, you know. So then, <laughs> I went and got saved, and you know what happens when you get saved, when you meet Jesus, when you make him your Lord and Savior, you can't do some of the stuff you used to do, you can't go some of the places you used to go, you can't say some of the things you used to say, I couldn't write some of the things I used to write, so that's when I made my transition to blessed selling author, E. Enjoy, where I write Christian fiction, and of course, I write children's and middle grade under N period joy. So sometimes I may sit down for an autograph session and be like, who am I? Oh, what name do I sign today? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. And that's one thing that I love, that term that you use, a blessed selling author. Not a best selling author, but a blessed selling author. Did you come up with that term? Did you coin that? I coined that term because let me just be transparent and tell the truth. When I got in this business, I wanted to be a New York Times bestselling author. That is what motivated me. That's what made me keep writing. I wanted to be this famous New York Times bestselling author. I mean, Tina, I wanted one million copies sold, stamped on my covers after every event. I wanted to be sold out of books. But you know, then when I realized this wasn't about me, this wasn't about me, whether I was writing secular, erotica, whatever, I was, there was always a message coming out of me. But I had to change and I had to transition. Mm -hmm. And so that is where, you know, my whys changed. 
when I got into this, my why, like I said, I wanted to be a bestseller. I want to be famous. I was writing to become a famous author and I wanted to be a New York Times bestselling author, all of that great stuff. But then when I had my greatest aha moment ever, and I always say your greatest aha moment is when your life begins to make sense. And so when I had that aha moment and I realized I am not supposed to be, although in my mind, I'm writing to become a famous author. I wasn't supposed to be writing to become a famous author. I was supposed to be writing to make God famous. It, it wasn't wow. about wow. one million copies sold stamped on my book, but it one million souls saved. And it wasn't about selling out of books after every book signing, but after every time somebody reads my books, they're sold out on Christ. Yes. So when I got it and realized my purpose and had to go back and take the eraser and change my why, <laughs> I got it and said, forget about being best selling author. Forget about all of those titles. I just want to be blessed. Just bless the fact that God uses me as a vessel to deliver his word through the written word and that the readers are blessed. So that's where I came up with best selling author. <laughs> yes, I love that story. Thank you for being so transparent. And I love the, the term Christian fiction. It, it just flows so well, Christian fiction. I love that as well. So now how does a one a person get started? How does a person get started like writing and publishing their own book? I know sometimes I know sometimes you know it's hard to get started. You don't know where to start. You have this idea, you've written down ideas. I know for me when I was writing my first book, it was kind of difficult to kind of stay focused mm -hmm. and to stay on track and to write every day. But you know eventually I got it done. But so what how does one get started writing and publishing a book? So how you get ready and how you get started is by reading. I always tell, uh, tell uh, authors that, readers that aspiring or what have you, wherever you are on your literary journey, I don't care if you have 20 books out, you still have to go back and read. Always read in between whatever you're going to create. But as an aspiring author, as a new author, the first thing you definitely want to do is read. You want to read what other literary artists, what other literary entertainers have already put forth and, and how they're doing it. And you can do it randomly or those people you've been reading all of their books, study it. Don't just read it for the entertainment, but study it. That's how we as authors study. We study the craft due through reading our colleagues' work. And you don't necessarily have to read the books inside the genre you want to write. And you're not necessarily looking always for a great book. Sometimes it's just basic formatting, okay? Two characters can't speak in one paragraph. Indent every time it's a new paragraph. Transit, make your, how to make transitions, just the actual format, you know? Don't put extra spaces in between paragraphs, just things like that you know, really watch and study by reading. So that's how you get started, I always say. But other than that, don't worry about getting everything right. You know, well, does the period go here? Did the quotation marks here? Is it there, there, or there? Is it two, two, or two? Don't worry about getting it right as much as getting it written. Pour it out. Let, let it just pour out of you. That first draft is for you. That first draft you are writing, it's for you. It's to say everything you want to say, whether it makes sense or not, whether it goes here, whether it goes there. We have features that we could copy, cut, and paste, and we can delete. 
but get it out, get it out, get it out. There are industry professionals to help you get it right. Editors, editors, professional editors will help you get it right. But you have to just make sure you get it out. And it's always great advice to write every day, not all day. And I always tell people, I write every day, not all day. This author has a life. Let me tell you something. <laughs> this author has a life. And a lot of people think it's this marvelous testimony to be able to say, oh, I work so hard building my business and I write so much and I like writing so much that I don't even take vacations and I don't even sleep. Okay, you don't get to spend time with your husband. You don't get to spend time with the kids. You don't get to go to church, spend time with God. That's not going to be my story. There's right. no glory in that. When I hear people say that means they're in bondage to their business. Mm. I don't want to be in bondage to anybody's business. I don't care if I am the CEO and founder. <laughs> I know that's right. You don't want to be bonded, held bondage and held hostage to nothing and no one. Right. So, so you're saying don't don't worry about getting it, making it perfect. Because that's the one thing that a lot of authors and just people, period, in any industry, they so worried about getting it perfect. It's not going to be perfect, especially if it's your first time. It's not going to be perfect. The thing is to get it done, execute, get it done, give yes. birth to it. Yes, execute and then look at excellence. Do it in a spirit of excellence. But if you're waiting, and a lot of times we use the whole perfection thing. And I say we because that includes me. It's an excuse because we don't want to move forward because we're afraid or sometimes right. we're lazy. I'm just such a perfectionist. I'm just such a, you <laughs> know, you're scared. Admit it. You are scared of what putting your message out there is going to bring. You are afraid of the success it may bring because you know when you finish it, it's going to be phenomenal. You see how big it is and to whom much is given, much is required, and you yes. are afraid to do that work. So stop using the whole I'm a perfectionist thing. No, that's a lie. <laughs> that's a lie. You are afraid, you are scared, and some of us are just lazy. We're just lazy. It's like, you know, I don't want to move past paragraph one. That's too much work. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Listen, let me tell you something. I, I am a testament of being afraid, especially when God gives you flash, you know, you have, you have flashbacks, but God gives you flash forwards yes. and he gives you a little peek into that. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. It is terrifying. It is. it is terrifying, but you still have to walk and push and grow and move and move forward. Even if you're crawling, you still have to move forward. So, but uh, listen, I, I'm, 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 I've been afraid to move forward. Yep. So just do it. Just get started. And again, if you don't know where to start, there's, there's, there's resources out here. I'm not the only literary consultant or publishing coach. I have some amazing colleagues I work with. There are people like myself who have been in this industry 20 years plus. We have worked and moved and operated on every corner of the literary industry map. So we'd be glad to show for you to your final destination. We'd be glad to help you shorten your learning curve and to get it right, to not waste time and to not waste money. Because I'm one of those people, when I jumped into it, I think I had a Yahoo Facebook group. That was as far as it went with social media. A Yahoo Facebook group, and we were all getting it wrong, trying to get it right. But we were sharing everything we were doing wrong so that ultimately we could get it right. We were crawling before we walked. 
And what I say to authors who come to work with me, and, and they'll even say that, you know, I see you've got all these books out and I see you do this and see you do that and you speak there, you speak there. I want to get where you're going. I know I have to crawl, but, and I stop them right there. No, ma'am, and no, sir. If you are working with professionals, coaches, consultants, or what have you, no way should you ever have to crawl. They've already done all the crawling. We've already done all the crawling to get where we're at. So you're going to write me a check and I'm going to watch you crawl? No. No, ma'am, and no. no, sir. I better I, not write no, no big check and I be crawling. <laughs> you crawling. I said, no, ma'am. We're going to take some baby steps at first. But you're not going to crawl. And then from them baby steps, we're just going to take some quantum leaps called faith. Okay, we're going to get this thing done. But what I'm not going to do is watch you crawl. And I say that to in, in any arena, in any industry, if you're working with a coach, if you're working with a consultant, you should not be crawling. Or else you could do that on your own. You could exactly. do that on your own. <laughs> exactly. Wow. 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 Now, now, circling back to what you just said a minute ago was the, the best way to get started with writing your book is to read, but because for you need some type of inspiration, but, but no copying. Right. No copying, none of that. But let me just tell you this. A lot of these books out there, they're the same book, different titles. It's just a matter of your voice as an author, and it's a matter of how you execute it. What we do as authors, just being honest, we'll read a book, we'll even see a movie because every other movie is based upon a book anyway, and we'll say, I would have done it this way. I would have done it that way. She should have had him do that, and she should have did that. And instead of just sitting there picking somebody else part, you know what? I'm going to write the book. If somebody didn't write the book you want written, write it. You know, mm -hmm. we all have our different styles and we all have our different voices. And I even know authors who say while they're writing in the writing process, they won't read because they're afraid that they will bring into what they're reading into their own work. Right, right, you, right. You have to, once you get that voice, once you master your voice and you have your own style and the, and the way you present your prose and your narratives and, and your details and your descriptions. All of that shouldn't look or sound like any other title, any other book. And I say look because I'm a cinematic author. I'm a cinematic author. So when I'm writing, I see it. It's almost like I'm writing a movie. So I'm very cinematic. And so I see things. And so if I'm reading another book, hopefully I can see it. I like to see books. I don't just yeah, like to books. I exactly. like to see books. And when I'm working I'm, as a, um, as a um, um, trade, I'm an editor. So I've worked for publishing houses and done freelance editing. I'm a um, developmental editor as well as a copy editor. And I was the acquisitions editor for a couple of imprints back in the day. But I'm always wanting to pull all five senses out of a book. And then I want that sixth sense. And to me, it's that sixth sense that distinguishes one author's writing from the next. Because we can both go on a roller coaster ride. I can go over to, you know, California, the neighboring state, and go to Disneyland, and, and me and my husband can get on a roller coaster. But when we come off and you ask us to tell you or write about our experience, mine is probably going to be horrifying. Versus his is going to show you the joy and the, the, the climb of the, and then going down and the, mine is going to be like, and then I puked and then, the, you know, mine is going to be dramatically different, mm -hmm. but it was the same ride. Right, the right. Same ride. And so that's what we have to learn as authors. 
you know, we're, we're on our own roller coaster ride. You just describe yours, how it comes. You don't think about how the ride was for anybody else. And so that's how it goes when you're putting that story. So never get discouraged if someone wrote something you were going to write. Oh, I was going to write that. I was going to talk about that. I was going to do it. Do it in your own voice and your own style. Amen. Amen to that. Amen to that. Now, your, your first Christian fiction, fiction, Christian fiction book title, which is Me, Myself, and Him, would you say that is a description of your transition from writing secular books to uh, writing blessed, blessed, being a blessed selling author? Yes, absolutely. Me, Myself, and Him, it was my first book into the Christian fiction genre. And I based it on what I was dealing with at the time. I, um, you know, I didn't have the type of family, the, the whole praying grandmothers and all of that, going to church. If you didn't go, your grandmother was praying for you. And I had praying grandmothers, but none that took me to church, none where we sat around and we prayed. Because when I look at what my grandmothers had to endure and had to go through, even though they never took me to church a day in my life, or maybe a couple did, I know they prayed because nothing but prayer and God could have gotten them through all they endured in their life. So just because we wasn't in church once or twice a week and all of that, I know they still had to be praying, but I didn't have that upbringing where we went to church as a family. We celebrated Christmas. I had no idea it was Jesus's birthday until I got older. I didn't know we were celebrating Jesus's birthday. I thought it was about Santa Claus and toys and Rudolph. And all honesty, <laughs> in all honesty, that's what I thought Christmas was about till I got older. And so once I did, you know, get introduced to Christ, I, you know, had lived with my husband for about, you know, number, I hadn't lived, but had been with him. He wasn't my husband then. He was my, you know, living. We were doing that thing, even though we had kids. So when I went to church and I fell in love with Jesus, and I gave my life to Christ and made him the head of my life for my Lord and Savior, it was almost like they, like, like Loxie says in the book, how am I going to go home and tell my man that I went to church and fell in love with another man? The man. Wow. How am I going to keep living this life? And so that is what gave me the concept for that book. But let me just, you know, off the top, even though it, it's based on me, I have a ghostwriter. Everybody who knows me knows I have no shame in admitting that I have a ghostwriter. I just sit down at my computer and I take dictation and my ghostwriter is the Holy Ghost. Okay. <laughs> so, my ghostwriter is the Holy Ghost. So I'll sit down like, hey, what are we going to tell them today, God? You know, and then when I start putting two and two together and I'm like, wait a minute, that's me. We telling them all my business, you know? <laughs> oh my goodness. I love it. So the Holy Spirit is your ghostwriter. Yes, ma'am. Oh, I'm a Holy ghostwriter. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is amazing. Oh my goodness. Oh, that is so funny. I, but I love it. I, I love your spirit. I love it. <laughs> so listen, you're an, an expert at turning books into profitable businesses. Now, exactly, how does one do that? How, how does a person turn a book that they wrote into a whole big business? Okay. Because there's a lot of starving authors out there. 
Yes, there are a lot of starving authors. And let me tell you why there are a lot of starving authors. The same reason why I was a starving author for years. I thought an author meant, being an author meant writing a book. I thought being an author meant publishing a book. And I thought being an author meant selling a book. So here we have this book. So I never stopped to say, wait a minute, this book is a business. You know, I, my first novel, I wrote other books, but I'm just talking about my first novel. I sold 12,500 copies out of the trunk of my car hustling them but as you know when you are just hustling guerrilla style you can't go to a bank and say i sold 12,500 copies and i made this and i made that because you hustling and you're not hustling a plan you're hustling guerrilla style you're out here you're doing this you're out here you're doing that i did not look at it as a business every person who bought that book i didn't look at them as a customer because i was hustling and I didn't understand the importance of this is my business. Those are customers. You have to have great customer service. You have to have a relationship. Yeah, I want people to connect with the characters in my book, but I want them to have a relationship with me. So as an author, and I'm talking about myself, we get laser focused on book sales and royalties alone. Let me just tell anyone out there, thinking about becoming a writer, or if you are a writer and every now and again, you one of those people on social media saying it's not worth it, I'm going to give up. No, don't give up, don't put your pen down. I put my pen down so I can help you. Let me give you some a little bit of lessons here. The money is not as much in the book as it is in the business you create from the book and the multiple streams of income you create using your title as an author maximizing, optimizing, and monetizing your title as an author. It cannot just be book sale based. And when it does come to book sales, you have to learn how to sell your books indirectly. You have to learn inbound marketing, a plan. I see authors every day. Who wants a free book? Who wants a free book? Who wants a free book? No, 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 no. That's called giving a stuff away. That's called giving stuff away. I like the term inbound marketing. I'm putting this valuable information out there and I'm planning and I'm strategizing who gets it. So if Joy Lynn Ross or best-selling author Ian Joy is going to put a book out there, it's going to say, what book club president? would like to review a copy of my book because the book club president ain't gonna tell the other 12 members to buy it. Right, what strategy, strategy. Yeah. What, what influencer, what influencer wants one of my books and wants to read a book and you this influencer and you have a, a blog following or a review following and it's 10 and it's 20,000 people, a strategy. See, I call that social media hustling. And there's a difference between social media hustling and social media marketing. When you get into hustle mode, it's fine to hustle, but hustle a plan. If you're doing this and you're doing that, and I'm posting on Twitter and I'm posting on Instagram and I'm just doing it, I'm just doing it, I'm not clocking it, I'm not playing it, I don't know if I should do it on Wednesday at eight or on Saturday at three, what works? Say my book sales do increase or say my courses start picking up and selling. Because I didn't have a plan and a strategy, I don't know what the heck works. So guess what? I gotta keep doing everything. And I'm wearing myself out. So hustling can be good, but not always effective. It can keep you busy, but not always prosperous, okay? So hustle, there's nothing wrong with the word hustle. No negative connotation to the word hustle, but hustle a plan. And when it comes to these books, 
If this is your side hustle, make sure your book hustle is still a book business and that you are not just hustling books or you will be that struggling artist. You will be that struggling artist. So you have to figure out the different ways you should be making money, the different ways to position yourself and to position your book and to position what you do. I even listen to just basic pitches. You can ask an author what's your book about and they start telling you all this great stuff about their book and their book is great and, and this is great and the character will have you laughing and this, that, and the other. And I just listen and say, but what are the great things your book is gonna do for me? Right. See, nobody cares about me. Nobody, there's, right. I can probably say maybe if I'm lucky, 1% of your platform knows who I am. Probably have never heard of my name before and I'm fine with that. I don't need to be on the sitcom cheer. Sometimes you wanna go where everybody knows your dad. That's not me. I don't care whether people knows my name. What I care about is that people know what I do and how what I do can help them. So what you need to do with these books, you need to tell people, this is how my book can help you. This is what my book is going to be, do to help you. This is how my book is going to allow you to create supplemental income, generational wealth, how to forgive your husband, or how to raise your kids better, or how to do time management. How is your book going to help? People just want help. People are screaming at the top of their lungs, help, 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 help. Right. So how can you help? <laughs> because people want to know what's in it for them. Yes. People want to know what's in it for them. They don't care about, okay, your your character is so great. Right. And, you know, the, you know, the way you wrote it is just so prolific and so profound. What is it in for them? What is it in for them? You know, what are they getting out of it? How is it going to, how is it going to enhance them, their status? How is it going to enhance their income? Mm -hmm. That That's what, that's what they care about. So, yeah. Okay, so you help people with their pitches as well, right? I help people, I help people with their pitches. I, again, I help position it. First and foremost, there are several steps in the publishing process. And what I'm finding is the majority of authors miss them. We, we buy these books, um, publish quick. We buy these books, publish easy. You can publish quick and easy, but I prefer to publish right. I don't want to do nothing quick. I don't want to do nothing easy. I want to make sure I am doing it right because quick and easy means there's some shortcuts involved, which means you're cutting out some steps. When you cut out steps of the publishing process, that means you are cutting out steps that are going to keep you from making money or steps that are going to cost you money because you didn't take them. So before diving into the literary industry, just like with anyone, you're not going to get on a diving board over nine feet of water and jump in unless you have first, you know, learn to swim on your own. Or secondly, taking take instructions from a professional, from a coach who can teach you how to jump into the waters and navigate it. So learn about the business, learn about the industry and do not miss a step. And having worked for them with publishing houses, I know every single step they take for their authors. And so that is what I teach other authors. I teach them how they should have already made money from their book before it even comes off the printer. There's six months worth of steps and tasks, the pre-publication tax you want to take before the launch of your book. You wanna make money before your book even hits the printer. And a lot of authors, they miss all of these valuable steps. And again, they think being an author means, 
um, writing, publishing, and selling the book, and they fail to realize there's so many other titles and roles that they should be utilizing as an author in order to generate that income. And I tell people all the time when they say they're a struggling author, you don't have to struggle. Again, there's professionals out here like me. We've been doing this for 20 years. You're choosing to struggle. You're choosing that title because the help is here and you can't be afraid to invest in your book and your book business. If you're afraid to invest in your book and your book business, then why would anybody else want to invest in your book and your book business? Exactly, exactly. And you're showing authors how to do all of this at your up and coming conference in Las Vegas, September 20th through the 22nd. Let's talk more about that. Yes, yes. I, I, you know what? I'm teaching them because I always say, you could teach me better than you could show me. You could teach me better than you can tell me. Show me anything, tell me anything, but teach me and I got this. Because like I was mentioned earlier, being at someone else's mercy, I never want anyone who works with me to feel as though their, their, their success is at my mercy. I never want them to feel as though I have all of this information and you can't do it without me. You can do without me. I did without me. I wish I had had a me. Then I would have saved time. I would have saved money. <laughs> you know, I wish I had had a me. But don't let anyone make you feel as though you can't. You can do it. But if there is someone who can show for you to your final destination in a quarter of the time that you could get there on your own, and we know where the potholes are, so we swerve and we, and we ain't going to take you this route because we already know what's over there. We're getting you there to that final destination, to literary success. That is exactly what you will want to happen. And so that's what I consider myself at this conference, a literary chauffeur. I'm going to be chauffeuring authors to their final destination. A lot of people don't know where to start. I'm going to teach them how to start and finish. We're going to go through every single step on day one at that conference on how to build a book, not just your book. People come to me and say, oh, I don't want to write a book. I want to start my own publishing company and I want to put other people's books out. I want my own imprint. So you learn how to publish your book and others. You learn the entire process. And then on day two, if you really seriously want to create this business, you want to create supplemental income, you want generational wealth for your family, you want a business, you want to lay the bricks to the business that even your children can help you build this company. We go over all of that. We go over corporating, we go over registering names, we go over taxes, we go over agreements, we go over what your team should look like what that first employee should be like when you hire them and maybe not even employee depend on where you're at the contractor or the virtual assistant or the right. work for hire we put that business together even covering and protecting your assets both while you're alive and once you pass because you don't want to spend all this time building a company and you pass away and folks can't even get in your computer we we don't know your password we don't know who owes you money we don't know who owes you money so that your right. business doesn't get shut down. So we actually build what I call a literary business cycle. So we what, build that. So what you're saying is this is not a feel-good conference. This is mm -hmm. not a feel-good conference like rah, 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 yay, girl, yeah. yay, boy, you mm -hmm. can do it. Just go out there and do it. And people leaving, they're not going to, they're going to definitely leave with actionable steps. Yes. They, and, you're, and you're probably going to start some of the steps during those, your three-day conference, right? We are starting the steps. And what I love about this curriculum is take-home curriculum. 
a lot of times you go to conferences and you get to hear industry professionals speak for 45 minutes. You may get a handout or two, but you're mainly taking notes. I give you the blueprint, everything I teach you. So if I say you need to copyright here, you can get a designer here, you need to get your library of Congress catalog number here. It's not for you to leave that conference and have to Google and figure it out. I give it to you, I give you, that's why I call it the blueprint. Every single step, every resource, three to four different designers, three to four different printers, everything you need. But what I tell my, tell, tell the attendees and people who have taken these courses with me before, it ain't gonna work if you don't work it. I can sit here and tell you all day, my curriculum is amazing. My curriculum is this, my curriculum is that. Who cares how great the curriculum is? It's the results. It's the results and it ain't gonna work if you don't work it. So no, it's not gonna be a feel good conference, but I am gonna hand you your literary life on a silver platter because on day three, now it's time to sustain the business. Businesses don't make money, people do. So now you, you and you and you and the audience, you gotta figure out how to make money to sustain this business. You're a poet. And a lot of times the poets come to me and then so, it's so disheartening to listen to them because People tell them poetry is a hard sale. You can't make money with poetry. Nobody wants to do this. Nobody wants to do that. Everything I teach, it applies to every genre, including poetry. But for my poets, because poetry is my first love, I have a section just for my poets to show them how you can make money as a poet. Wow, okay? that, that, that's really amazing because I hear... Well, I've met some some poets that were just literally on the struggle bus, just driving the struggle bus, like me, me, like seriously, like they in the front seat driving. And it's like, they are like, <laughs> they don't know what to do. They go to the shows, they do the little poetry slams and nothing works for them, but they're still broke. Because they're probably focused on selling those books. It's not about the books. I can't express enough. The business isn't the book. It's the businesses. It's the multiple streams of income you create from the book. It's knowing your full job description as an author. And I am giving authors. I don't care if, again, if you're a vet author, a new author, some of us have been selling books for years, but because we don't know our full job description, we're still claiming that struggling, that struggling author status, that struggling right. artist status. And we don't have to, we don't have to claim that. I got laid off from my job in corporate America over 15 years ago, and I have been making a living as a writer ever since. Ever since I sold 12,500 copies of my very first novel out of the trunk of my car. Yell, it was hustle mode. That money didn't really help me build the way I should have built, but that's my mistake. And now it's a mistake that I teach others not to make. And so money. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's talk about the website, yeah. the, um, the path to publishing.com because we want them to go and buy a ticket. Oh, yeah. We want them to show up at the conference. <laughs> yeah. Path to publishing.com where you can get your ticket for act like an author, think like a business, her upcoming conference in Las Vegas, Nevada, September 20th through the 22nd of this year. Yeah. Now show them, show them your um, poster behind you. Yes, act like an author, think like a business. Helping authors turn their book into business. And how we do that, 
First of all, we teach you how to build that book in excellence. We teach you how to turn that book hustle into a book business. But if you want it to be a side gig, we still teach you how to run it so that you can have supplemental income so that you can build and create generational wealth. And again, you can get tickets and register for the conference at www.pathtopublishing.com. And that's T-O, not the numeral two, but the word two T-O, pathtopublishing.com. Yes, yes. And you have so many great activities coming up for the conference. And like I said, guys, this is not going to be a feel-good conference. You're going to walk away with actionable steps. And I can tell. I've never been to her, one of her conferences before, but I can just tell from the website, you're going to walk away knowing what, you, knowing what to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Now, you know, one thing I, I do love about you, uh, Joy Lynn, is that you are, you're how you give back to your community. You're constantly, you know, you give back to the community and youth by writing original songs and drama skits with messages that affect today's youth. Can you talk more about that? And Do you do a dual organization? You know what? I, I want to say my daughters are responsible for that. And as a parent, you know, I just, I saw there was an interest there. I saw there was a need and I had the skill, so I jumped in. But what happened is, you know, my, my two daughters, my oldest daughter and my youngest daughter each have their best friends and they would all come over to the house and they would play and they had their little group and they had even started their little book club and they would just do really neat, fun things. Well, one of them started getting bullied, bullied so bad to the point she had to change schools. And it just, you know, the, the entire demeanor of the girls when they would get together just change. And I think it's because they just felt so helpless. You know, here our friend is getting bullied at her school. And, you know, what can we do? There's nothing we can do. And so they, you know, start, I think maybe somebody was jokingly doing a song or something. I was like, no, guys, you know, we can fight back with our words. You know, that's what I do for a living. I, you know, I play around and mess around with words. So if words help me, if words help my audience, maybe words will help you guys in this instance. So I called the moms. This happened to take place on a Friday. I called the mom, said, look, I need everybody a change of clothes for the weekend. I'm Gary um, Matthew Knowles, everybody. I'm great Joe Jackson, everybody. Uh, <laughs> we, we, we on a mission. So we, we wrote this song. We made up that one of the girls, her father happened to have a studio in his home, in their basement. He had a built-in studio. So I wrote the songs. Um, he put the music to it. The girls would just come over and choreograph and sing and dance. And finally, they had this 45-minute production that involved them singing songs um, about bullying, about being okay to be smart, you know, having your books and how it's okay to have more than one best friend. You don't have to have clicks. Things they were dealing with. We put together these songs. We put together these monologues. And um, we put together skits. And we turned it into 45-minute assemblies. And they would go into schools. And they would even go into um, some of the urban daycare centers. And they would go into the shelter and just really spread this word and spread the message so it was just something the parents took love in. You know, these are our babies. This is something they're dealing with. How can we help them? We all had different gifts and talents. One of the moms was, you know, better putting pieces and costumes together and finding sales so that the girls could be in uniform. So as parents, it was just amazing. We, this is what our girls wanted to do. And we supported them in that. And they ended up on the news. 
um, they ended up, you know, getting calls to come and perform at festivals. So it was just amazing, amazing to give back and to give them a voice and to fight bullies with their words and not their fists. So <laughs> amazing, amazing, because bullying in schools today, even on the job, even so, but that's, you know, talking about the school, it's, it's so, it's, it's so big now. I mean, that's why these kids are like, you know, shooting up the schools and so much going on because they can't take the pressure of being bullied. So mm -hmm. for you to do that and support the spread the way it did is absolutely amazing. Mm -hmm. And you have so much going on, Joy Lynn, so much going on. You've written so many books and I'm so sure you're currently writing a book now, right? Yes, I am working on my very first nonfiction books because so many people are like, okay, how do you do this? And, and you give all of these quotes and you give all these sound bites and you have all of these tips and then they're gone in the newsfeed and then I can't find them anymore. And I'm like, you're right. So you're writing a how-to book. I'm writing how-to books. I'm writing a book with um, business aphorisms, um, with quotes. So basically what I did, and let me just share this little tip because when people come to me and they say, oh, you know, I wish I could do that. I don't have anything to say. I, I, don't, I don't know what to write. I'm like, I watch you on social media. You already, you've already written a book. And they're like, what? I said, I watch you put one of your sayings and your quotes and your own isms that you make up every day. I watch you put a prayer every day. I watch you go over on everybody else's post when they have questions and you answer it. I watch you do this. I watch you do that. And your blog and your recipes and your, right, it's all right. intellectual property. Right. Take that and put it in a book. Right. Put it in a book. If you went through every social media, every blog, even every podcast and transcribed it, you've got your book written. You've got your intellectual property. And Absolutely. although it's priceless, put a price tag on it and get it out there. So basically, you teach people how to pull what they know that they don't even know that they know that they just give out on a regular basis. Yeah. You teach, you pull it out of them and teach them how to monetize it into yeah. a book, seminar, workshop, and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. Right down to someone, you know, I went to the Black Enterprise Conference and one of the things, one of the keynote speakers was saying that we as African-Americans, we start these businesses that aren't scalable. We start this, you know, cleaning service. You know, we bid to clean this building and we start a restaurant on the corner, okay? And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just that it's, it's not scalable. And so I said, but it can be because we all have intellectual property. So you have a business, a cleaning company. Take their, you, you got some tips. You got some ideas. How I can clean my tub better. How I can clean my toilet better. How I can clean my windows better. If I don't have this, I can use that. Put it in a book and help me. Help me. Take right. that intellectual property. That's an upsell, okay? I love coming to eat at Grandmama's Diner, okay? Take these recipes. Put them in a book. Share them. The recipes that you can't fit on your menu that you would love to cook that means something to your family, especially in the African-American community. We have some of those grandmothers and great-grandmothers and some moms today. They're not that touchy-feely mom and hugging you and kissing you before you go to school. And they may not even say, I love you, but honey... When they put that meal on the table, it screams, I love you. And yes. that's how they say, I love you. Yes. So share that in a book. Anything you are doing in life, there's something intellectual that you can create from it and upsell it and create generational wealth. So you think I should put my grandmother's pound cake in a book? 
You sure should. Her, her, se her seven up cake. Let me tell you, girl, that seven up cake is something and, serious. And put a story with it. Was there a time she made it when this happened, when that happened, and this happened, and that? And how did you feel? And was there a time she made it and you didn't get a piece? And how can you relate that in real life when you missed out on something? See, it's bigger than the cake. Yeah. It's it bigger is. than the cake. It's bigger than it's the cake. It's bigger. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow, you're amazing. You're amazing. So it's like, okay, so like give us just a little sneak peek, just a little couple of nuggets, little little free 99, just a little something, <laughs> something, Joy Lynn, about how a, um, an author can, monitor, can make it bigger than the book. Just a okay. couple of nuggets. Okay, and let me just share one thing because I know people are going to question it because I say it. Um, you should make money from your book before it's even written. You should make money from your book before it even gets off the printer. So they're probably thinking, well, how do you do that? Well, just to give you two little tips, you turn everything into an experience and an event. So with those authors who they get their cover design, they can't wait to show everybody on social media, look at my book cover. I just got my book cover design. When they're sharing that, they're not making any money while they're sharing that. People are, people, when they want something, they want it right now. They want it immediately. So you shared your book cover. It's intriguing. I'm excited. You didn't give me a link where I could buy it. You don't even have it set up where I could buy it. You're not doing a pre-order campaign and a pre-order campaign. A pre-order campaign is not just making your book available for pre-order on Amazon. It's having a campaign. Okay. And so when you have that book cover reveal and you lead up to it, it should be an event. It should be an experience. You should pick one social media site. You're going to have it. It should be an hour long. It should be hosted almost like you're at a party and you want to build it up that people want to buy it. And you want to have a contest in there. You know, I'm going to do a drawing for everybody who pre-orders the book tonight and, you know, give the freebie or whatever it is. So you're making money off of something right now that it's just the covers out. It may still be in the editing phase. And then with the pre-order campaign, I teach my clients how to do a pre-order campaign three to six months out of the release date. So that by the time the book is ready to go to the printer, either you've got enough money to cover the printer or you have a nice hunk of money so you could put a dent. So first of all, you want to start off with catapulting your, the monetary aspect of the book. But then from there, you don't want to just stick and stay focused on book sales, book sales, book sales, which is what most authors do. We're, we think we're selling all of those books, getting that little bit of profit. From there, you have to say, okay, I'm more than an author. I'm a teacher. I'm a speaker. I'm a motivator. I write a little poetry. So I'm a songwriter. I can do jingles for television. I can write cards for Hallmark. I can do this, I can script write, I can copyright. All of these things is not, I'm an author, here's my book. The way you pitch and position and present yourself, you've got to have that confidence. I don't care if this is your first book. When you go to that library and pitch yourself, not just your book, you're going to pitch yourself because you're going to come in and you're going to do this workshop. And you're not going to go and make it seem like, please let me come here and do this. Please come here and let me do that. No, they need you. Right, you're exactly. You're their product. You're the prize. The you're the, you're the prize. They're the pe their customers are going to come through the door because of you. When I learn how to package, pitch, and propose, 
I never do library events for free, ever, 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 ever. I will teach workshops. I will go have a one day, four hour signing, whatever it is, I leave with an honorarium check. But it's all about the way you, I do. It's about how you position, <laughs> present and package. I'll have my VA, my virtual assistant, call the library and say, you know, or even a book club, a book club that's around who have read your book say, you know, we have the opportunity of being best-selling author E and Joy to your library this fall. See, they're bringing me. I'm not calling them. This is somebody else saying, we have an opportunity. How can we make this happen? Everything's a partnership. How can we? What can you right. do? What is your budget allowed? Go ahead and start letting somebody else talk money. It costs to move messages. And I have clients who it's hard for them to do that. Well, this book is about my life and it's my testimony and it's my ministry. Okay, writing the book was your testimony. Writing a book was your ministry. Writing a book was your love. Writing a book was your passion. But selling the book is a business. And so you have to determine, do you want to sell this book? Do you want to make this a business? Businesses can't function without making money. So right. you cannot be afraid to put a price on it. It's noble and it's pretty much the truth when we say, I would write whether I got paid or not. I would, I would honestly write whether I got paid or not. But just because I would write whether I got paid or not does not mean I shouldn't get paid to write. <laughs> <laughs> Joy Lynn, Joy Lynn, listen, listen, you're hired. You're hired. You're hired, okay? You're hired. Because you, listen, for those of you who are watching, for those of you who are listening, let me tell you something. If, if y'all don't reach out to this woman, if you're an author trying to be an author, if you don't reach out to this woman, do you see the nugget she just gave you pre-order? Make the money even before the book comes out. Put a date on it. And while you're writing, I've seen that. People, I did that, my first book. Mm -hmm. When I was writing the book, I was still making money. Yeah. I was still making money. And that is so, so true. You can turn your book into, like she just said, a workshop, a seminar. Listen, if I was y'all, see, I, I already hired her. I just haven't cut the check yet. I just haven't cut the check yet. If I was y'all, I would be trying to uh, hire this woman. I'll be trying to hire. Where can they reach you, Joy Lynn? You can, I'm, I'm all over social media, but if you, you know, wanna, you wanna do a little research on me, see how I'm moving and shaking on social media, you can find me at Joy Lynn Ross on um, Facebook. And then of course I have my author page, which is um, author Ian Joy on Facebook, but I also have Path to Publishing page on Facebook. And I have Act Like an Author, Think Like a Business. But you can always email me at joylynross at aol.com if you have any questions, especially about the conference. I love to see you. I don't care where you are on the map. How far are you willing to go to make your dreams, to make your visions, to make your goals a reality? All the way to Las Vegas, Nevada. How far are you willing to go? Are you willing to invest in your book, in your book business? And are you ready to do the work? Because no matter how great all of this sounds, I'm just going to keep it 100. It ain't going to work if you don't work it. But Faith what without great, work is dead. Faith without work is dead. It is. It is. But you will have me um, in our private Facebook um, group. Because everyone who registered for the conference, they automatically get access to the five, five, private Facebook group. So we're, get, we're in there prepping before, 
Um, we're going to be in there during, you know, and we're going to be in there after. So it's not like I'm going to give you all of this information, all of this curriculum, because what I've learned is you may not have as many questions while receiving the information as you may have when implementing and executing. And when it comes for implementing and executing, I want to be there to answer the questions because I gave you this information and I need you to win. I need you to win my entire business. My entire mission is based on you winning. If you don't win, I don't win. And so I need you ready to come work. We gotta work this thing. We have intellectual property. We have what it takes to create generational wealth. We are business owners. We are entrepreneurs. We are solopreneurs. So why are our children begging other people for jobs? Exactly. Why aren't they laying the bricks with us? Exactly. Why aren't we creating these real business instead of doing hashtag boss bay, hashtag boss chick, a real business. Our children should not have to go beg somebody else from a, for a job. We should be employing them. They should be laying the bricks with our company, creating generational wealth. And we yes. all have it inside of us. And generational wealth is so important to so many people. It's, it's um, definitely important to me. It's definitely important to me. So once again, uh, who, those of you who are listening and watching, make sure you go to pathtopublishing.com, pathtopublishing.com, so you can register for the conference. And she also has, if those dates don't work out for you, she has amazing, affordable sponsorship opportunities as well, even as little as $100. Mm -hmm. That's a, very affordable. Yes. Very, very affordable. And, and Joy Lynn, like I said, you have so much going on. You have your conference going on, and you're already booked for the Essence Festival for 2019. Congratulations on <laughs> Thank that. You. Amazing. This is so ironic how the Essence Festival started today for 2018. Yes. And you're already booked for 2019. Well, you're a bad sister. <laughs> you're bad, girl. You, Thank you. Bad. you. Thank you. I've, I've, I've enjoyed this transition and, and it's a transition where, you know, and, and God had already told me, he said, okay, you'll be rewarded off the work you've already done. So I had to make sure I positioned my titles, that they were in audio, that they were in ebook, that they were in large print, that they were in print. I had to make sure they were positioned for me to make all the money I could off of them. Because he told me, you're going to be rewarded for the work you've already done. So those books you already have out there, but he did tell me my success is based upon the success of the people I help. And he told me to humble myself. He said, I'm right-handed. Joy, you're right-handed. You have your pen in your right hand, but I'm going to need you to put the spotlight on my people. So you're not going to be tackling between your pen and the spotlight. Put the pen down. I know you blessed selling author and enjoying. You're used to being in the spotlight. But in this season, in this season, you're holding the spotlight on others. So okay. it's been okay. a, a tricky transition because I'm a Leo. I like to be the star. I like to be in the sun. I like to be the one shining. But guess what? I've had to learn how to shine without being the star. Oh, that is powerful. All right. All right now. Okay. <laughs> you learn how to shine without being the star. Okay. Yes, and you can do that. You can do yes. that. Sometimes silence is golden. Oh, yes. Silence is golden. So what's, what is next for Joy Lynn Ross? 
once once I've done the conference, once I've completed the conference, um, I'm here in the still fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. I'm of Ohio, born and raised, Columbus, Ohio, born and raised. But now I hear I'm on the West Coast, and you know LeBron followed me to the West Coast. No. <laughs> <laughs> but once I, you know, get over this conference, I want to make sure I'm focusing because so many people are investing so much. I need to dedicate 100% to this conference. But once this conference is over, I'm looking at this curriculum I've created for this conference. I said, you know what? This is a curriculum I can present to UNLV, which is where my daughter attends. My daughter attends UNLV. She's um, studying film. I said, they don't have a publishing program. Everybody has writing, English, journalism. What can people do with, again, this intellectual property? We're teaching them how to go out and do this and how to go do that people, intellectual property. There are no courses about IP and how to take it and build empires. And I know a lot of people saying, girl, you're talking about books. You're talking about build empire with books, honey. If Kim Kardashian can build an empire with her butt, then we can build an empire with our books. I know that's right. True. Listen. <laughs> All right. She had to get a little hood for a minute. Yes. Uh, listen. I know that's right. <laughs> Listen. Oh my goodness. You know, this I'm is amazing. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Listen, Joy Lynn, one last thing. One last thing. Before we leave, can you please give our audience your own personal gold digger tip as an author? Your own personal gold digger tip for as an author is to find your audience first. Find your audience first. It's almost like, and, and I've used this scenario before, you bake cakes. You love baking cakes. You bake the most delicious chocolate cake ever. And so you decide, you know what? This cake is delicious. This cake is great. I'm going to go bake some. So you spend all weekend and you bake and you bake and you bake and you bake these delicious, beautiful cakes. But now they're just sitting there because you didn't figure out, well, who's going to buy these cakes? Mm. Who's going to eat these cakes? You didn't, you got excited. You got excited, but you failed to realize that to start a business, yes, you have to have a product. But before you create that product, have a customer. Your readers are your customers. Get your readers first. Don't be one of those authors. Nobody knew you even liked to write. And then all of a sudden we see this post. My book just came out today and we're all like, what? We didn't even know you were writing a book. Right. Spend time gathering that audience, getting feedback from that audience, not doing backflips like I used to do. Any message I give you, anything I tell you to do, let me just tell you, I've already done it. Anything I'm telling you not to do is because I've done it. I've done the backflips, trying to get people interested in me, trying to get people interested in my book. But do you know what works? Showing a genuine interest in people. Right, definitely. In people. People get first. People audience. over profits. People over yes. profits. Yes. So get that audience first. Start connecting. Start communicating. If it's untitled, book untitled coming summer 2019. Just Speak it, put it out there, work on it, be realistic with it, especially if you're going to charge money up front for it, okay? Be realistic with it, but get the audience first. Get that audience. 
who is your book for? And don't say everybody. Don't say everybody. Well, everybody can relate to my book. No, who is your target audience? And then do the bullseye effect. You guys know the red and white bullseye. Hit the target. Then you can start winding out to everybody else. But who is your target audience? Get them and hit it. Get them and hit it first. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Thank you so much, Joylynn Ross, for being a part of the Certified Gold Diggers podcast. You are absolutely amazing. And anytime you want to come back, you have another conference coming up, you have an event, anything coming up, just give us a call. Okay. Shoot us an email. And you are more than welcome. You are more than welcome. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> and so once again, guys, in order to be a part of that conference, to get all of those amazing nuggets, make sure that you log on to pathtopublishing.com. Pathtopublishing.com. Joy Lynn Ross, thank you so much for being here, and we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Bye-bye.